0: everyone, and welcome to NCME Podcasts. These podcasts are planned to help graduate students in the field of psychometrics to plan for their future careers. This is Ahmad Bidewi. I'm a graduate student at University of Iowa. I'm majoring in Educational Measurement and Statistics. Our guest speaker today is Fernanda Gandara, She works as a Research, Monitoring and Evaluation Director for Girls' Education and Gender Equality at Troom and Read Nonprofit Organization. Welcome, Fernanda.
1: Hi, Ahmed. Thank you for having me here.
0: Thank you so much. So uh, as we are planning for those uh, podcasts to give uh, some hints and tips for graduate students who are majoring uh, psychometrics or educational measurement in any other universities, uh, to give them um, a plan for their future careers. So would you mind to talk a little bit about your experience and your background and uh, in the field of educational measurement and statistics?
1: Sure, so um, I hold a PhD in psychometrics from the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Um, And uh, since I was done with my coursework back in 2015, I think uh, I started working um, in the international education field doing mostly uh, evaluation uh, of educational programs in countries uh, all over the world. Um, And uh, today I I do something similar. I work in um, educational evaluation. I'm focusing on gender these days. uh, And uh, as such, I do a lot of evaluation psychometric work um, in, again, in international, in an international context in, in countries other than the US.
0: Okay, awesome. So um, for from your experience, uh, what factors did you consider when you decide to join your career path or decide your career path?
1: So it's I wasn't planning to start a career in international education, if that makes sense. Uh, Once I finished coursework, my fellowship also ended. So I had a three year fellowship with UMass and um, I had to find a job. I could have stayed um, at the university doing other research activities there, but there was this opportunity to uh, join an organization as a consultant, uh, an organization that does work in evaluation of projects in international education and i took that opportunity because uh it was it, it, first it was interesting to me at the, at the time um the um the project i was going to be involved in was um in the democratic republic of the congo which was the country where i also did my dissertation so i felt Uh, It was a good opportunity to continue working on a few things that I had already started as part of my dissertation, or at least that was the intention at the time. Um, And um, I started working for them first as a consultant and quickly I was hired uh, as a full time employee and uh, I stayed there for for a good six years and then organically I, I, I found a different job within the same field but I kind of stayed in the field and I've been growing as a professional in this field but it, it, it almost happened by accident it was just that I found a good opportunity at, at, a, at a point in time where I really needed um, to find a job um, yes and I ended up loving it
0: yeah so what do you consider getting an internship or summer internship or fellowship that will help in the future career determining your career I mean
1: can you repeat the question
0: I mean uh, would getting an internship or summer internship Mm -hmm. would help you in the future to decide what career would you join
1: definitely so I think um, part of the reason why I have never had doubts as to This being the field where I want to continue growing and where I want to stay by field, I mean the international education space. Right. So and particularly development education. So I work in low income or middle income countries. um, And um, so so that's what I consider the field. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've never had doubts of um, in terms of the field where I want, where I work, where I want to work. Sorry, yeah. uh, partly because I had lots of opportunities doing internships in the industry. I worked in academia. I worked in different sectors before. You know, before that first consulting job that I'm that I talked about. So I know that I like this more than other uh, fields, um, and I think that uh, internships are a great way to uh find out about your preferences about um your ideal career path so as to say i think they're important and they're um less risky than you know just taking a full-time job and realizing along the way that you do not like it
0: yeah Uh, so uh through yeah, all of these experiences or, or these spaces that you worked with you, you feel like or could you highlight the uh the most important things for graduate students that they can include in their resume or cv to grab hiring committee attention
1: sure but i think that's a very field-specific uh Answer because uh, what matters in industry is very different than what matters in academia, or it could be very different, right? Uh, and it's definitely very different to what matters in my field. Um, so, in my particular field, I think experience weighs a ton. Uh, it's not just about the skills that you have, you also need to have some uh, field experience, you know, because at times, I, People hire uh, professionals with great skills, but then once they they, they need to, uh, quote, work in the real world, uh, people realize that these people may not have all the uh, background experience to deal with uh, non-technical issues uh, that appear all the time. So to be more specific... You know, I work in contexts uh, where uh, resources are often lacking and um, you, you have to deal with problems that are not very sophisticated from the technical standpoint but that are very uh, important in order for you to be able to carry out uh, an evaluation properly so and that type of know-how dealing with those situations involves skills like being good at communicating with people of different skills being good at finding solutions quickly being flexible not Getting frustrated because of all the many challenges that you encounter along the way, and generally speaking, people with more experience and people with with experience in um, dealing with those types of problems are better at uh, at doing the, the work than people who have perhaps slightly better CVs from the technical standpoint, but that have no experience. So with that, what I'm trying to say is that if you want to get a job, let's say, in the field of international education, experience matters a ton and, um, and, and having a good sense of reality and also uh, having uh, good communication skills for sure uh but you would still want to see uh and or or to hire someone that has you know essential psychometric skills and essential evaluation skills so those those are like taken for granted right
0: yeah so for international education do -hmm. you think that machine learning is a is, is playing an important role in the future i mean uh would it require a good understanding for machine learning and artificial intelligence in your field in the future
1: so that's an interesting question because i think uh the answer is today no today we do not have tons of um, applications of machine learning i would say at least in the projects that I'm involved in. I think we're far from that um, for a number of reasons. Uh, but the pandemic uh, changed the way in which uh, projects are being monitored. So before the pandemic, many projects in low income countries were monitored by having teams go into the different schools or the different, you know, spaces where programs took place. and Using checklists to gather monitoring data and ensuring that the project was being implemented as you know, as it should have been, but with the pandemic and all the um, limitations that we had. Uh, not just to go and visit schools and and other places, but also you know, uh, students were sometimes um, were most of the time actually um, staying at home and um, and engaging in remote forms of of learning and so forth. All of that changed the way in which we did monitoring, and now we're able to to reach a lot more people through uh, technology-based monitoring. So uh, we are using, let's say, cell phones to reach out to participants and ask whether they are being, you know, taught what they're supposed to be taught and whether they're engaged and happy and all of those things. So technology, in a way, because of the pandemic, changed uh, the scale Uh, that we are able to reach through monitoring and uh, the speed with which we get data. And so having more data and uh, at more frequent rates actually opens the door for a lot of machine learning opportunities. And I would think that in the future, in the next couple of years, um, there will be a lot more interests and opportunities to use machine learning in international education largely because of this shift that happened due to covid
0: okay uh, so uh, finally if you have like one or two advices to graduate students who want to or, or interested to to uh, to have their career in future careers and in international education what those pieces of advice it would be <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's, uh, so if, if you're like me and you and you love the world out there and you and you love uh, helping people who need it the most because uh, the types of projects that I'm involved in are not necessarily again hyper sophisticated in terms of technical um, uh, technical characteristics, but they are important, they're important projects, they really are meant to help people who need it um, the most or a lot at the very least. So uh, if you're like that, if you have that vocation, I would say international education is something you need to consider. And if you have that vocation, you're generally already you know, uh, probably aware of the many other dimensions that impact people's lives. And and I say that because in order to be successful in international education, you need to be very culturally aware, very culturally sensitive, you need to be someone who understands perspective taking very well, someone who uh, sometimes needs to weight in many other dimensions other than just the technical dimension, I emphasize this a lot because it's uh, it's something um, that uh, it's very essential, I think, to be successful in the international education sector. Uh, but it's very rich. It's very um, it's a very fulfilling, I would say, career if you have that interest, if you have that motivation. Um, and uh so other than that that the cultural competencies that um you need to have which i think uh again are already a given once you have that interest but um cultural competence is definitely being one communication skills are they're so so important and communication not in the sense of uh being an extrovert or being uh relatable communication in the sense of you work with audiences of very different backgrounds and uh very different levels of comfort with um technical issues and non-technical issues as well. And so you have to be extremely good at explaining things in ways that people understand, uh, in ways that different people understand. The way you would talk to a psychometrician is not the same way you would talk to someone who has a high school degree. Right. And you encounter those differences often in the in the spaces where I work. So you have to be extremely good at communicating. um, And and from that perspective, you know, from the perspective of understanding that you're dealing with an extremely diverse um, group of people from all perspectives, particularly from the educational perspective, And I think that that could be a struggle for some psychometricians who are very used to only talk to other psychometricians, you know, who understand concepts like standard error, reliability, and things like that uh, fairly well. When you go to the field, you encounter people who think they understand those terms, but who actually don't. And you have to be extremely um, smart around how to deal with those, you know, gaps. Um, So that's another one. And then I would say, there's tons of opportunities to improve the the practice, the evaluation and assessment practice in international education. Tons of opportunities. So if you have the vocation and you have the skills, like I would say try to get an internship or try to get or try to talk to people who work in the field. Um, to, to make sure that this is what you want, but if this is what you want, I would encourage you by all means to do it because uh, we need more more skilled people. There's a lot of work to be done. Uh, there's a lot of people who need better assessment and evaluation practices out there. Um, and I would be happy to see more colleagues uh, <laughs> in the field alongside, you know trying to trying to improve the lives of, of those who need it the most.
0: Fernando, thank you so much for the informative uh, answers and for your time as well. And I hope to see you for in in future for upcoming events.
1: <laughs> sure thing. Thank you, Evan.
0: Thank you so much. Have, have a good day. You too.